But after Jake put all the pieces of the mirror back together, you saw only natural reflections. Right? Yes. Well, Lacey, this is how I see it. You gave Willie the knife with which he killed your mother's lover. Now, you gave this knife to him to cut him free, not for him to kill. That was his decision. And you have to realize that it is guilt that tears you up now. You feel so guilty that you take on the character of this boogeyman by speaking in his voice. But believe me, you didn't kill him and you didn't make your brother kill him. And it's not your fault if your brother does not speak. That's his own reaction to what happened that night. And even your brother himself can't be condemned. And by destroying the mirror, you exorcise the ghost once and for all. Welcome to another episode of Flickers from the Cave. I am Julie. I am Marty. I am Mike. And this is episode 220. And we are talking about demonic superpowered mirrors. Um, we're going to start with The Boogeyman from 1980 and finish with Mirror Mirror from 1990. And yeah. uh, it, was a, it guys... was a really cool pairing, Julie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it, the the it worked together well. I thought. Did did you, had you seen both of these? I've not seen either, and oh, I had okay. the tapes, and um, I had gotten Boogeyman recently because that I saw one of the newer release Boogeymans, and mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wonder if there's an older one. <laughs> and so I saw this, and I was like, wow, this cover, and and so you know, got it on eBay, and I had Mirror Mirror, I just hadn't mm-hmm. watched it yet. Um, so I just thought that that would be fun. Um, I think mirrors in movies are, are always interesting. Like thinking of like Snow White or Candyman, mm-hmm. and they're always in superstitions and folklore. Like, what, what was that movie we did with the uh, the Hearst? Yeah, that's what I was just just sitting here thinking. It was like because Michael Berryman is in it. Yeah, and the kid like a touch of something or. A- is it Touch of Evil? Not Touch of Evil. It's not Touch of Evil. No, at huh. no point was there a... Uh, Charlton Heston playing <laughs> Charlton a Mexican. Heston painted up like a Mexican guy. Oh. Um, but that was, was also focused around a um, corrupted mirror. And cool. super, super weird. Yeah, really. And it was like his, like, the, the dude's, like, mission for, like, you know, the, the end of his life to, like, get that done. Oh. Yeah, he was uh, part... He was a... a, a Part of the Hearst family, the, so he had money. The evil within. The evil within. From 2017. Cool. Wow. It was super weird. Yeah, but it was, I, awesome. th- I thought I effective. Yeah. Um, so, There's uh, a Sammo Hung movie that I really like. Yeah. Um, Encounters of the Spooky Kind. Yeah. Oh, and, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that has ghosts coming out of mirrors and just slaying people. It's awesome. I, uh, I realized... Um, 
probably about 30 or 40 minutes in that what I was thinking I was watching was uh, The Boogans. I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, this is that movie I've been oh. watching. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's The Boogans is what I was thinking of. So when I think when we were originally talking about doing this movie and I said, oh, yeah, I have that, I think I was thinking of The Boogans. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Is that so. the one that's also called like The Invitation or no, like The, the Gift or The Genie? Is it about like a genie? No, I don't know. I've never seen it. So I don't it's really about know. some okay. kind of like creatures. The, the Boogans is a creature. Okay. Okay. I can't remember. But, it's a yeah, weird no, kind of little, looks like a cross between like a turtle and an armadillo and it's got tentacles. Oh, okay. It's very, it's very strange. <laughs> sounds like that baby lizard on the Mandelion. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so these, uh, these were, um, neither of these are high budget movies. Um, and no. you know, our, our first movie, um, the, the boogeyman, not, or is it one word or two words? It is it's two. three words. Well, the it's boogie the boogeyman, right, right, right. but then like, I think the sequel is the boogeyman too. Oh, is it really? I think so. Yeah. Okay. There's no the, I think, in the sequel. Just oh, it's just Boogeyman 2. I think. I think. Unfortunately, Casey and the Sunshine Band did not do just the, about the, the theme. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, I'm your Boogeyman. The, the, the Boogeyman is directed by Uli Lamel, who we uh, did his movie, The Devonsville Terror, uh, a few shows back. Boogeyman 2. Um, this was after Devonsville, right? Yes. No. Yeah, no. Before. Wasn't Devonsville? No. This is 1980s. So wasn't yeah. Devonsville? Devonsville like was 83, 83 or 4. Yeah. So so he did not learn anything past <laughs> this film is what we're saying. Well, he learned that he clearly knew what he was doing. So just, just stick with it. Stay do more of the same. Yeah. You know what's funny is I didn't realize that the lead in Devonsville was this lead until the end of the movie where you see, saw her kind of like psycho screaming with the mirror eye. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that's that chick. Oh, I had no she idea. Has a very, it's Susanna love. She's in, uh, four or five of his mm. movies, the blank generation. She's the female lead in that. There's a movie between this and, uh, Devonsville terror called Olivia. She's in that. So okay. she was. She I was think, definitely the strongest actor in this. I thought. You didn't think that uncle was Man, the strongest? There was such bad acting in this movie. <laughs> I really, I, I thought she was good, like legit. I, I didn't didn't think she was bad. No, I, th- I um, thought she was good. I thought she was fine a lot in uh, Devonsville Terror. But I, I, this movie is like. It did a lot of things I thought looked really cool. I think it had like some The composition and the point of views were awesome. The lighting was moody and kind of atmospheric in a lot of it. But then the storyline was interesting because it was like a supernatural and psychological and kind of a slasher as well. Yeah. It definitely had some interesting kills. It did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So can we talk about the deaths? Sure. Okay, because I thought there were some like really excellent deaths in here. Um, okay, so it starts out with the mom's boyfriend, and like, okay, would you guys ever think it's sexy, like if like somebody no. took off their dirty hose and then put it around your face? I think if you had a fetish for that, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
Also, like those old vintage nylon stockings weren't really stretchy, so it would be like no. a, that would have been like some serious constriction on that dude's head, which it was. Yeah, you know, um, he looked like a robber. I, I, could, could he have? Could his uh, music guy, his composer, have tried harder to rip off the Halloween score? No. Yeah. The whole initial scene was very Halloween, you know, totally and this Halloween. is like two years later. Well, I was also then, thinking like you, it was Halloween, but it was also, uh, I kept thinking it, this was circular know. bells instead of <laughs> yeah. tubular bells because it's so exorcist. <laughs> All very like, reminiscent. Oh, definitely. They got in the Both car these and movies. I, I told Dylan it when, in one scene or the other, like they, they, oh, they drove into the exorcist. Because the music was like one way, and then they show them in the car, and it was like, yeah. And the priest in the opening, that house seems like it's like a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere, and Mm -hmm. then when they go back to it, it's just like in a rural setting on a city street, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of like like a suburb, yeah, like a little suburban neighborhood with like streets and sidewalks and shit. And I was like, okay, this is not what I thought it was at the beginning. Uh Um, the little kid actors were terrible, but little kid actors aren't always going to be great. But that little girl was terrible. Um, I don't know. And then, then there's the murder where he's stabbing into what looked like a block of wood or something. So I, I don't well, know. so the little kid, the kids are viewing the mom having sex with her boyfriend, and just like Mr. chugging Pantyhead. large, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and chugging large bottles of alcohol <laughs> like through the window, and then he awkwardly like ties the child up. And then the little that girl gets the knife. That was up. horrific. Yeah. As the mom and then, sits like, there drinking, apologizing to Mr. Pantyhead for uh-huh. having to go to all the trouble of tying up her son. Yeah. So no. they can make the beast with two bags. And then but they, then they go to the bedroom this time. Yes. And they just send the girl like to her room. Right. And then she gets the knife and cuts the kid free. And then little Willie murders the not dad guy. Right. <laughs> Little Willie. Little Willie really won't. Oh, yeah. But then you just see the future and the girl has like a child and a yeah. husband who kind of sucks. And then Willie is just a mute. Right. He, re- he has not spoken since that night. Since he murdered Bomb's boyfriend. Um, and um, they get a letter from their mother. Oh yeah, she wants them, them to come to visit. Come back and visit, but they never do, do they? No, they no, both are but, like fuck that shit. But they do no, go but, back to the house. But I would have been much more interested in them actually going and visiting the mother. Agreed, but you know, uh, bad husband was like, "This is a fear of yours, so like we should really go back to this traumatic house experience you had, mm-hmm. and you need to, you know, overcome your fears there." And then she goes and smashes the mirror that saw the whole event happen. Because when you sell a house, you also sell the mirror. And, you know, yeah. 30 years later, when you go back to the house, the mirror is still there in the same It's still place. there. So, so, yeah, it was in a, like a really awesome gaudy gold frame. So, yes. you know, they just left it up. And you know what's better but, to have in your kitchen than a broken mirror in a frame? Right. So. Well, the uncle well, was yeah, so they take it back. They get They take it back to their house. And the husband puts it all, like, super glues it back together, except for one piece that's missing. Well, that's because that's the uh, sisterhood of the traveling mirror fragment. It just goes everywhere <laughs> and murders everyone. Well, okay, I should have so just called was... the movie Shards. Shard. <laughs> shark. Not shark. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no one sharted in this movie. Well, we are not I, sure of that. I really so you it's know true. the movies. The movies from 1980. So it's a very like um, uh, important part of my life. You know, I was uh-huh. in high school. I was like it's a video know, nasty. Having all that was when I was doing all my sort of like uh, establishing, I guess, who I would end up like becoming. So like all of this movie, the 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 stuff in the kitchens, the furniture, the wall coverings, the clothes, the yeah. the cars, the type of food, even the food they were eating. They had those acorn squash and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I know all of this. This is all very familiar to me. Um, so it was it was very comforting to watch the movie and to see these sort of you know, these little bits of history, like, you know, my own personal history on yeah. screen. Yeah. And it was also because I think of the budget, it was a very working class sort of lower to lower middle to middle class sort of family. You know, <laughs> yeah. this wasn't like living in a luxurious home. This was just an average old home. It wasn't, but it was wasn't a really nice Hollywood big mom. like farmhouse, dude. That house was gorgeous. Are you kidding me? Like it had oh, a the house they were in. Porch. Yeah, it was great. But I'm just saying, it was not like a mansion kind of thing. It was, it was just a big farm, big old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I yeah. like oh, I'm the a, place they were in current times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Down on um, the Chesapeake Bay. So I have a note. Oh, cool. And I would like to see if you guys remember this. I can picture this moment, but I don't remember when it was. So uh-huh. my note is, what the fuck with that demented deer on, or desiccated deer on the wall? Yes, that was the worst yeah. mount I have ever seen. But it was like this, the fur was all rotted off of it. You could kind of see the skull in spots. Yeah, it, it was terrible. hideous. Yeah, it was like someone just hit it with their car and then it got like a flesh eating disease. And then like they like spray painted it like to stop like, it. I don't know. Like, like, why would you mount that? And if you had it mounted, why would you keep it up if it? fell into that state the state of disrepair it was it was kind of horrific yeah it was yeah it was disgusting i I mean the 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 mounted deer head in the cabin in evil dead looks better than that (laughs) and that was in like an abandoned cabin (laughs) yeah so um so so yeah so we're the movie opens with this boy little young boy murdering mom's boyfriend and then we flash forward and the boy is now on a 20-something-year-old mute. A He's big, not, strapping a, mute. Big, big old <laughs> dude, like, um, who doesn't speak, but under, you know can understand words and stuff like that, but does not actually react. But he seemed slow, you know, like, clearly, like, some, some sort of learning dis- disablement. Um, and his sister, who um, was there that night, she has gone on. She's married, got a son, and they're living together. The preacher comes to call. They invite him over for dinner, um, and that's when the mirror shit sort of jumps back in because she goes to the cupboard to get like another bottle of wine because the preacher likes his wine. And then there's this <laughs> cool shot of her face in the mirror while she goes off into a reverie remembering that night. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really awesome. They did. I think there was some cool visual stuff that they did with the mirrors, like when Willie starts flipping out and painting all the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yeah. A, there's a thing where she approaches him in the bathroom and right. is asking him what the fuck is going on. And he's got half the mirror painted out. You can see her reflected, uh-huh. but you can't see his reflection. Yeah. It's like I mean, she's I think, talking to blackness. It was cool. I think yeah, that he. That he, was really the, great. I think he was. Lulu Mel was really trying for something. And I know I to varying degrees of success, but. 
And there was another time where the priest was talking to the husband and there was just a mirrored wall behind them. And the shot was so awesome where they're just like shooting yes. the priest, but you see the reflection of the husband. Where they're talking yeah, to John was, Carradine in mm-hmm. his office. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That was yeah, great. Like, it was a great shot. You see Carradine in front view and from behind, and then you only uh-huh. see the husband in the mirror. I thought that was a really yeah. cool. And I they used that. that setup a couple of times. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was great. They definitely thoughtful. They were thinking about things. Yeah. But yeah, what they weren't really thinking about it. doing was cutting out some of the slow spots. Well, the That's thing true, is, the movie's but, only 82 minutes long. Okay, so. but also, I think one thing, too, is, like, they didn't spread out the deaths. Like, there was, like, that threefer kill scene that was, like, in the beginning. Or, well, there's the beginning movie kill with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But then the kids, when there was the chunk of glass that was left at the house. And then the girl, all of a sudden, like... Her boobies come out, and then she while she's cutting her hair, and she cuts a big chunk off, and then she like stabs herself in the neck with the scissors, right. and then all of a sudden her brother jumps in and he's like boogeyman, and then he gets like guillotined by the window, and then the oh, other sister right. gets like mirror slapped, and that's all in like you know thirty seconds, and then you gotta yeah. wait for so long until you see that awesome two kill scene in the car. The, oh yeah. Like, they're, like, in that, like, weird room that looks like a tornado went off on the inside. And it's, like, an abandoned house. and right. like the, uh, the fellatio suite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, she's, like, mid-flowy. And then she's, like, this is creepy. Let's go back <laughs> like, to my house. Leave. My parents are out of town. And he just gets like if stabbed. If your parents are out of town, then why are you hanging out? Yeah, why are you in this weird... <laughs> and that was <laughs> the shittiest... Picnic, cookout, beach trip you've ever seen. <laughs> well, and the dude in the Triumph shirt who's just such a prick and like throwing that girl in the water and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just fucking hated yeah. that. Oh well, my God. He got but his. I did. Yeah, he did. Well, I just loved that like they go to the car and then there's that like mouth of violence that occurs. Mm-hmm. And, and then like she's going to check on him and the door smacks her and then like. The thing that stabs him also stabs her. And then the friends leave because they're like, that's the longest kiss I've ever seen. Let's go. Right. They've got their own car. Oh, wait. But rewind. The reason why they died and this occurred was because that the little kid had a piece of the mirror on his shoe and he was fishing and they were in like the background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it reflected on them. That little, like, nickel-sized piece of mirror was putting out <laughs> enough light to land a plane across that, that bay. Because they were yes. in the far distance, and that yeah. thing was just, like, glaringly reflecting. Damn. Yeah, like Some serious like pungent starburst. reflections. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, <laughs> Marty's so unamused. <laughs> I, I, just thought, I just thought that whole thing with the knife in the mouth and the her bumping into him and it being enough to kill them. You know, I just thought that was all dumb i i don't know i i liked it when it was making people do things but uh-huh. when it's making knives fly around and like go through people's heads and stuff and i was just like eh, i don't know this seems like it's changing course a little bit like because as a possessing force motivating people with like evil intent i like oh that's pretty cool like that this thing's sort of yeah. possessing them and then all of a sudden knives are just flying around so I don't know. Why do you need to possess people if you can fly knives around? 
So <laughs> it it just seemed like weird. And also by then I was so just like I I felt beaten by the movie, like just worn out because it just. I told Mike, I said, longest eighty one minutes of my life was watching this movie. It just kept going, and I was like, "Well, we got to be close." And I wow. would pause it, and it would be like forty minutes in. I was like, "Oh, come on!" See, I was having the same experience with our second movie, oh. where we like. I was like, "Okay, this has got to be there. There's got to be like twenty minutes left." And I would look, and we were 25 minutes in. <laughs> I I really liked both of these movies. I, I honestly I think that liked the second the Boogeyman, one more. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boogeyman did get just, like, wacky, especially when what there was, like, the ground-up uh, mirror dust in a bag that yes. just floated just into the floated barn. Floated into the shot, yeah. Yes. And then, wait, <laughs> it made, like, Willie, like... Uh, like start choking out that barn skank yes. chick. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like she was... lifting her off the ground and strangling her. <laughs> and you know, there was never and any the cops didn't come. No. Never yeah, any... I was like, where are the cops? I kept waiting for them to show up and go, Well, Big Mute Willie strangled the Johnson's daughter. <laughs> right. So we're gonna have yeah. to lock him up. Right. Never yeah, that's happened. what I was thinking. But the possessed pitchfork did come back and get the Underacting uncle of the family. Oh, we saw like off camera lines. kill. Was but that the grandpa and the grandma? I think. I thought. I thought yeah, they yeah. kept calling him Uncle something. Oh, but it was like, you really need to take that mirror and throw <laughs> yeah. it in the trash now. <laughs> yeah. The um, there's the part near the end when the preacher's there and he's trying to stop all the evil, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. a knife comes flying up behind him and stabs him in the back. No, like four do. Well, <laughs> yeah, the entire silverware drawer, and then it yeah. cuts to the front, and his and his head is bleeding. Like it's just yep, but nothing blood. penetrated him, and like no, it's all in nothing, his back. Nothing was yeah. anywhere near his head, and it's I know bleeding. It's the only place he's bleeding from is the tip top above his head. It was it's awesome, bleeding like crazy. And I was like, the, what the fuck? It's called so. a cranial eruption, man. Look it up. <laughs> you know, what was happening was he was bleeding so hard from the back that it like shot up over his head and started running down that. So happens every know. day. <laughs> happens every day. I don't know. Um, I there. You know, there are moments. I thought the lead actor was good. I thought she was very good. Um, it was interesting to see John Carradine sort of, you know, mm-hmm. doing his part like um, Donald Pleasance did in Devonsville Terror, like bringing a little gravitas to the. <laughs> he was so just the same too. It's like. The doctor that they go see that sees one other interacts with one other character at a time, right? So, like yeah. you said, Julie, they had him for a day. Yeah. So let's get everything we can with Mister Carradine. <laughs> go, go, go! Yeah, that was hilarious. Wait, so what was the what was the thing with the mirror? Every time they they would throw it in a sink, it would burn. The glass, yeah, little bits yeah. of glass. Yeah. Well, they said when you picked up the shards, it would burn your fingers. Oh, okay. It was the ectoplasmic power trapped in that glass. <laughs> Bust out that proton pack. Be- well, yeah, it's because the the that evil was trapped in there, and it caused the molecular structure of the mirror <laughs> to speed up, so that the 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 atoms were moving around faster than normal, just creating a like friction and like. Spontaneous what are, combustion. What are you, some sort of scientist? Where do you get all That's those? That's right. Goddamn mathematician. That's why there was that nuclear explosion in the well. Yes. 
It was a good explosion. It was just interesting that you only saw it in the sky, and then when they would show it, the people around the well, it just looked like five Smoke. propane torches being held up in front of the camera. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That's a budgetary thing. I can let shit like that slide. 100%. Totally. I mean, there's no, nothing no, that I, they can do. It was enjoyable. They were trying. I think this was an attempt was made to do something interesting and compelling. Um, I, I just don't. I don't know how successful they were. I, I do know they had a plan. Right. And in my, I'd much rather watch a movie where their reach exceeded, or what am I trying to say? Is it reach exceeded grasp or grasp exceeded reach? I'm saying that backwards. Like they were trying for something that was probably beyond what they were capable of doing. I'd rather yeah. see that than see yeah. somebody who yeah. had decent resources and was just fucking lazy and copied other shit. Yes. Yeah. So I I give them credit for that. Uh, this this did copy a few things. I mean, the the thing with the knife hand walking down the hallway. You know, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. The music, a lot of that sort of setup and everything like um, with that. But I liked. It was either like really weird, like music that you're like, what am I listening to, or just mouth breathing. There was like one or the other. Yes, that was the thing of the the. Every time you, I guess that was meant to be the presence of evil was just like a asthmatic person. <laughs> this evil brought to you by albuterol. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the overall, I, just the music, the audio mixing in general was all over the place. There was like when they were at the lake, the, all of a sudden there was one scene in there that was just completely different time of day and different lighting situation. Mm-hmm. Um. So it almost just, looked like film stock it, it, at that it, point. I was like, is this like something they've inserted later? Is some really graphic shit about to happen? Nope. Guys walk into the car, and there's a reflection of light off in the distance. So and they, the kid caught a fish. I mean, it was clearly like a process shot. They had done a thing to put all those um, starbursty effects mm. in there and stuff, so maybe they had <laughs> to have it that dark. To yeah, that's true. That. It was a different lens, you know, to get those flares. So, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway... Um, this is one that I had never seen and had always been curious about. So Me too. Um, regardless of my opinion of it, I wanted to watch it. So it's not like I was done wrong by this movie, but I, I did I did not I did not care for it. I feel like it's one that I'm glad to have in the canon. Yep, hundred percent. I'm glad I saw it. And uh no, it was not, you know, revelatory or anything, but I I thought they were had some good ideas, and I thought there was some good things about the execution of the movie. Do, do you think? Would you, you guys watch Boogeyman it? too? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I have not seen any Boogeyman movies except for this one. Are you asking him if he would watch Boogeyman too? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to no, go see wouldn't. that one out? Uh, I will probably never watch another. If it's Uli Lamel movie, I will probably <laughs> never watch it because I'm really not interested. If if one of y'all pick another Uli Lamel, I'll watch it. But I'm not. I'm not personally going to seek in it out. <laughs> All right. As, as an aside, when we did the the episode about the punk seventies in New York, right? We did the documentary about the Blank Generation, right? Well, we did the NY seventy seven, and did we do Geek Maggot Bingo? Well, that was when we did the Zed, the Nick Zed thing. Nick Zed's right. But we never did the Uli Lamel Blank Generation film. Uh, I, not that I recall. We might have. 
I don't think we did because Richard Hell plays a it's a it's a it's a narrative thing. It's not a documentary, and Richard Hell plays a role in it. And Susanna Love, who is the lead in The Boogeyman, okay. is in it. So I would probably, if I were going to go back down the Uli Lumel path, I would watch that because I'm just curious. That era of New York is fascinating to me. Yeah. That whole and that scene, sure. So on that, I would probably seek out and watch. Well, I can recommend a thing to you if you'd like to have something recommended to you, like early. But um, the uh, Mark Maron podcast, uh-huh. he um, interviewed uh, Laurie Anderson recently, uh-huh. and she it was there, and it is awesome. Her stories. Did you? You didn't know this because I didn't know this. She was like super tight with Andy Kaufman, and she talks a lot about their relationship and about how they would go and like pull pranks on people and fuck around, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, have not, I had no idea there was any connection between her and so and Andy Kaufman. Check it out, man! It's really, All right, it's really cool. good. Before we completely leave uh, Boogeyman, I do want to just make a quick uh, point. There's a scene like it's. Very shortly after they come back or they jump to present day, mm-hmm. after you see the the previous events and then you jump to present day, I think it's the first time you sort of see uh, Mickey or not Mickey. I'm sorry, Willie, the mm-hmm. brother, and um, what is her name, Lacey, Mickey right. and Lacey standing together. Dylan and I were like, "What? They really they pick, they did well picking." For brother and sister, because they yeah. do have a similar look. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's because they're brother and sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So later, I was reading in the trivia, and Willie is played by Nicholas Love, who is Susanna Love's brother. Oh, that's oh, really funny, no actually. Idea. So that's I was like, funny. wow, that's that's a good reason for them to look so much alike. I didn't even notice that. When yeah. I, like, I, listen. I you don't have to talk at all. You just have to stand there. You do have to choke someone out uh, just right. at one point, but that's really it. <laughs> and and slowly paint a mirror. But this is really all we're going to ask. <laughs> it's like that's the, awesome. the, that's the a person good I fact. saw wearing the uh, shirt. I told Marty about this. I saw a woman in public wearing a shirt that said, what was it? Choke me like Bundy, eat me like Dahmer. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. like, God damn. That's... <laughs> Seems like some shit you want to keep yourself. (laughs) I I didn't realize that Susanna Love was one of the one of the writers of this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Huh. It makes me wonder if she and uh, if she and Uli were uh, lovers. uh, I I thought she was good. (laughs) I was very impressed. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I I I did not hate this movie. I liked it a lot. She has written five things. Boogeyman, Boogeyman 2, Mm. Evansville Terror, Strangers in Paradise, and a movie called Brainwaves. Okay. Strangers in Paradise, that is not the uh, Jarmusch movie, is it? I I would imagine not. Let's look. Um, No, it's a movie by a guy named Uli Lamel. Ah, Okay. Yeah, all of his movies are like four out of ten stars on IMDb. So, <laughs> wait, guys, John Carradine comes back for Boogeyman too. Does he oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Well, it, I would imagine there was a paycheck associated with it, and I think that's all he needed was a mm-hmm. promise of payment. Um. His, so yeah. So Boogeyman, you know, we made it through Boogeyman. 
but I, this next movie's a little more modern, and it's got some. I would I would even say ultra violence, because um, I looked away a couple of times in um, <laughs> really? in 1990s. Mirror, mirror. It was Elizabeth who brought up the demon and opened the gate. Once she used its power, the mirror controlled her. Mary killed her sister because she thought that would stop it. Look, I'm calling the police. That won't do any good. And if what you just told me is true, it could get us both killed. How do I stop her? It's not your friend we have to stop. The mirror is using her. She doesn't know what she's unleashed. We have to try to make her understand the dangers and help us. We have to close the opening. And I think I know how. Here, take this. Oh, don't worry. It's not for your friend. It's for whatever is in that mirror. Now, be careful. It'll try to trick you. And it can read your thoughts. And remember, don't ask it for anything. I'll meet you there. Wait, you have to come with me? I don't, I don't know what to do. There's somebody I want to bring along. Just don't go inside until I get there. I, I think I have someone I want to bring along, too. So this movie fe- features a, a uh, haunted mirror. So it's you know got a little something something going on. It Wait. opens with like a terrible like nineteen thirties music number with um, twins. With twins, think. yeah, they were definitely twinning. But were they twins, or was it like a dark version and a you know a non dark version, like the mirror version? Because uh, we get to see some of that later with. The, where the girl sees herself in the room. In the time loop? Right. So I, I think it was, yeah, it was definitely twins playing those characters, but I think yeah. it might have supposed to be initially. like the dark uh, side version. Yeah. Well, um, she, had the, she had a goatee like Mr. Sulu. Exactly. <laughs> so that's how you could tell she was the evil one. Um, so there is a, there's a killing right at the beginning. and um, So both of these mirrors saw some shit. They saw some shit or they caused some shit. Because they were like portals to some sort of evil dimension. Um, so this movie has some people I really like in it. It has William Sanderson. Mm-hmm. It has Karen Black. Who was a nutty, like, Beverly Hills mom. And with multiple wigs. I loved it. So, like, Julie, I was wondering, like, you know how, like, um, some of these um, some of these older actresses, like Joan Crawford or Judy Garland, have become, like, these gay icons? Uh-huh. I'm just wondering, I guess Karen Black wasn't big enough to really do that, but she is such, like, she's just there waiting. Like, it's like, this is someone y'all should be looking at because she's oh yeah that level of heightened, that level of, like, um, camp, of campy oh, fun. Oh, yeah, I couldn't and she agree is more. just great. I can't imagine that RuPaul does not like Karen Black. I, yeah. Honestly, I can't, she's just great. I mean, she's she's a good-looking woman. She's got, like... S- slightly weird look, but not like in any sort of like off-putting way. But it's like very I love unique. it, and she's it's been unique, great and she's and kind of like dark. 
you know, like where like you're like, man, like you could like switch and be like a good guy or a bad guy very easily. Do you, do you remember her in Capricorn One where she was the like brassy uh, reporter mm-hmm. and she and Elliot Gold had that like fun sort of back and forth? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just, and she's a baller. Like oh. I am a big fan. So this is the third time was she's that, been on the podcast. Was she, that she's Karen in, Black in Capricorn One? That was. Yeah. She was in Capricorn One. She was also in Killer Fish. Yeah. Oh, I remember her in Killer Fish. Yeah. Yeah, because it's her husband's the one that fucked everybody over and then goes out in that raft and gets eaten. <laughs> um, I was thinking Capricorn One was Paula Prentice, because as you were saying that, I was thinking about that Paula Prentice puts me in the same... No, you're correct. I'm sorry. No, I, I no, I'm correct. Um, Judy Drinkwater. Is that her name? <laughs> in Capricorn One, That is yes. hilarious. Um so, th- so we have another haunted mirror, but this is like a big, like standing mirror, like a Cheval mirror sort of thing that would be in your room. So really, like decorative, elaborate wooden yeah. mirror. It looks very like organic. an HR Giger. Yeah, thing. It's, it's very organic. It's not like mm-hmm. uh, traditional styling and stuff. It's very good, y'all. I've got the page for Mirror Mirror up on my screen, and they're showing mm-hmm. some fucking trailer for a different movie <laughs> that might also be called that, but it's got Steve Rails back. Yeah. And and it just keeps showing like women spreading their legs and like cameras zoomed okay. in on their panties and stuff. What's so up? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit distracted. <laughs> now, why did we not watch that movie? Well, I'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for it to come up. But no, maybe this is a terrible this pairing. On the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, just give me one second here. Man. Okay, what's it called? What's it called? Yeah, that is. It looks cool as shit. Wild and <laughs> blue. Okay. Written and directed by Matthew Berkowitz. Huh. I don't know why it's playing that trailer on the Mirror Mirror page. That has nothing to do with any of this. So sorry, I was distracted. (laughs) Um, Love it. So this, yeah, this mirror is is possessed by evil spirits, and um, we get to see the evil spirit at one point, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, you see the evil spirit. It's this was an iconic. cover art at you know the tape store mm-hmm. like i don't know if you can see that like oh yeah hologram oh, i always cool. remember looking at this and being like whoa like wishing i could rent it but yeah i've uh, never my mom would not let me this. rent so this was a first for me i'm put, looking up wild and blue i want to know more about this. <laughs> <laughs> um i thought I thought the I deaths love, were really I'm great sorry, in this movie. Who was? The deaths were really great in this movie. I love the name of the lead actress's name. I love her name. Her real name? Yes. Rainbow. Rainbow Harvest. <laughs> it's, uh, her parents were such hippies, right? No, yeah, they had to be. <laughs> yeah, she was. Okay, so she looked like this Beetlejuice chick with Boy George kind of flair to her. She was you know, so like, channeling Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice. Exactly. Right, so funny. She could have twinned so with that. Winona Ryder. I have like, written down Boy George slash Winona Ryder chick. <laughs> yes. That's what I have written down. <laughs> yeah. It was just so there, you know? So what kills me is when she shows up like at the dance, the prom. Yeah. Basically, the only difference is no hat. 
Uh-huh. I mean, like, she's still got, like, pretty much the goth eye makeup on, and she's wearing black. Well, maybe a little slinkier dress, but see? everybody's like, oh, my God, you've really come out of your shell. You've transitioned. You've. But she did. She went from looking, like, very covered up, like, with all of the accessories and the things to then, like, becoming more, like, sexy and glam. I, yeah. I felt like this was like there was a lot of feminist notes in this, and there were like it was mainly a female cast. It was. It was very female centric. I mean, like the all the it seemed like all of the male characters were peripheral. Well, yeah, they like, really take a hit in this movie. And um, <laughs> yes, like they did. I think they said sixty percent of the uh, crew was female. Also, okay. Yeah, I know the director cool. was was a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's a trivia thing that I read about this, where it said sixty percent of the. Oh, cool. Crew. Um, I didn't read the trivia. I didn't. Um, do, I so, research. so this this haunted mirror is in this house where this these deaths have occurred. Like it was a mm-hmm. Weatherby house or something they called it. I can't remember. Um, and then we cut to current day, and Karen Black, who is a total Hollywood person, and her daughter, Megan, right? Megan, yes. Yeah. They they come there to look at the house. They want to buy it. Then the mirror is still there. Megan, who is like a goth girl, she, the only thing that makes her even remotely interested in the whole thing is seeing the mirror. She uh-huh. wants the mirror. She's like, this is weird, and I love it. Um, so so she takes it. This, and I think that's after we see the mirror get carried out of the house, but somehow or another it magics back to the back to the house to be in the room with her. Um, so Karen Black is there. She's uh, her pa- her husband had died, so she's alone. So. They've got two fucking annoying little shit machine dogs that are just running <laughs> around. And then one day they just walk in and one of the dogs is dead up on the cutting block in the kitchen. Yes. Well, yeah, it was the the one dog that had the blue scarf. It was always peeing on everything. Yes. And in the house. And it like almost peed on the mirror. And then I feel like the mirror killed that dog. And then the they put block, it on yeah. the chopping block. Well, yeah. Megan was seemingly unfazed by the death of the dog. She did not care. She just thought it was and, gross that he was up on the cunning block. And yeah. Karen Black said, I always thought of it as a person. That, not, is, well, that really stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. not uh, he or she, but it. So, uh-huh. yeah, but, clearly but, you didn't think of see, he but, or okay, she as a person. This movie was really funny. Like, it had just these weird, dark yes. senses, like, of humor. And also, I felt like it was kind of, like, scream vibes. Like, where it makes fun of or, like, you know, talks about other movies making fun of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were like, oh, well, it's not like we're going to, like, drench her in pig's blood. You know? Like a Carrie reference, which this did have a lot of Carrie mm-hmm. vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just read the tagline. It says, a shocking reflection of evil in the tradition of Carrie and Heather's. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others, very for much sure. leaning on that. Um, so, so after they find their dead dog on the, on the in the kitchen, I mean, who do you call? But the uh, animal funeral home, and um, then oh, what William a great Sanderson ponytail! With a great yeah. ponytail <laughs> and a little bit of time free to uh, sort yeah. of move in on Karen Black. So he does. He oh, stays yeah. over, eats some maggoty chicken. Ooh, yeah. Um, he smokes a cigarette in her bed. And then, well, but or before that, he eats maggoty chicken, admits he was in Nam, and leaves. So uh, he has a flashback. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, "This is going to last a while. I got to go." <laughs> yeah, you're giving me flashbacks to the Lost Boys. Um, yeah, it was that was really funny. I thought. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Megan goes to school where her teacher, Mister Stephen Tobolowski, yes, um, uh, needle nose Ned, 
oh, not yeah. putting up with any of her shit. Uh, what's her? Why is she late? All this stuff, and then um, uh, she freaks out. She comes comes into the room. Everybody laughs at her weird city clothes. Um, all the popular <laughs> girls don't like her. So yeah, because they're all preppy and she's goth. She's so goth, and they don't even know what that is. Right. The funniest thing to me was every time they showed a poster for the class election. Yes. And the chick just like had it was all like tits out. Big boobs. Poster like just uh-huh. getting them out there. You know. Well, they also have that like um, down like that upward angle where they're yes. shooting from, oh, yeah. so her boobs just look even bigger than they already are. And then the <laughs> first time you see her, you see those posters down the hallway, and then they go to her to have a scene. She's wearing the same shirt. Yes. Uh-huh. It's like, is that the only shirt you own? Or is that you own like a <laughs> series of these shirts because they accentuate your uh, your bust or, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, just, and they that, keep that talking about laugh. how awesome all of her posters and stuff are. And they're just shitty big posters that just say vote. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no imagination or creativity yeah. towards them. How about yeah. the video, the her promotional <laughs> oh, like, video, that was the campaign best part. video, and all the boys are sitting around her in a circle on the ground, just looking up like they're staring at the Statue of Liberty. Yes, yes, just all that was awesome. So in this movie, um, so Megan does make a friend. So she's struggling to make do, and when she's in her class, Nikki. when she very first gets to the school, she's in the class. She just can't take it, so she leaves the classroom. And Nikki, who is also running for um, class president, um, says, I'll go get her. And she runs off. And they have this wonderful little interaction in the girls' room where um, Megan is completely mute and silent, does not speak. Um, And Nikki tries to bring her out of her shell and stuff and then takes her kind of under her wing to get her acclimated to the school. We have um, uh, Nikki has a boyfriend named Ron. And well, I thought that dude was fucking great. I thought yeah, he's he was, genuinely good. Like genuinely, he was funny. one of the best parts. And uh, you know, he's from uh, the Blob. He's the Bianca yes. breath. Like yeah, yep, Predator dude. I thought he was great. Like like literally and legitimately solid. I thought he was yeah. really funny. He had good lines and he delivered them perfectly. Yeah, he had comedic he timing that a lot of other people did not have. Oh, and um. This was, was the, one of the trivia best. I learned. The the girl that played Nikki. Uh-huh. She was Janie and Janie got a gun video. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. So I She's thought that very was cool. cute. And she I was liked good. her a lot. I thought yeah. she was really good. I thought the acting in this was for the most part very good, but they had really good actors too, you know. Um, Stephen Topolowski, yeah, Karen that. Black, the girl mm. that played Nikki, the guy that played Ron, you know. Yvonne DiCarlo. Yvonne DiCarlo. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, come on. And she was good. <laughs> oh, I loved that she's kind of reading this diary throughout the movie while like chomping on food. Always and, chomping like, on learning, food. Yeah, yeah. And like while learning about what's like happening um, in the diary and like how the mirror's evil and all of the things and... If yeah, she had just great. read that fun. thing quicker, people's lives might have been saved. But <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually thought that was a clever way to sort of move the story along. So we have this exactly. stuff happening. So after the murder at the beginning of the movie, and the mirror is left in this house, locked into locked in a closet, along with the personal possessions of the Weatherworth family, 
So when they go there, Yvonne DiCarlo is a real estate agent, and or she's helping the real estate agent maybe, and she finds the mirror, but also finds the box of contents, including a diary. So while the movie is progressing and we're seeing this mirror start to like evil, like exhibit its evil on Nikki, we cut back to Yvonne DiCarlo reading the the diary and learn and like basically tracing. The, how the same thing happened to the Weatherworth family in the past. She starts putting two and two together and starts trying to, you know, maybe break the cycle of evil. Isn't she like an uh, an auctioneer or runs an auction? Something like that. Like thing. She has so like she's a, researching the shop or something, right? Yeah, she's researching the stuff. So basically, it starts out she's researching it so she can market it. Exactly. Well, she also she's just fascinated by old stuff. I think. So, well, and- but I thought all that worked. I thought it was really. Well, and the lady who owned the house was like nutty, and she was like more also a little like you know wanted the tea, wanted the gossip Mm -hmm. on on Mm -hmm. this like lady from because like the diary was from nineteen thirty nine. I just thought it was. I thought like for uh, all of its you know varied faults and stuff, I thought it had like at the core of it like a really solid like uh, kernel. Well, see, I felt the same way about Boogeyman. I, I sort of have the same complaint, really, about both movies. Is that like there's it's there were, t- I mean, Boogeyman was eighty two minutes. It's hard to say that it was too long. It needed either more stuff to happen to make it seem a little pacier. But I think this one was an hour forty and really did not need to be an hour forty. Like this would have been a good yeah, eighty minute movie. Edit it. My, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My final note for the movie is some interesting stuff, some decent moments, but boring. I, I think it was overlong, and I, I agree. There were just stretches where nothing really happened. But I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I do believe there's a core to this thing that was was good. And, and I, I thought some of the acting was good. So, But when it was good, it was awesome. Because, like, the deaths, like, you were like, yes, they're very satisfying. Yeah, the one so, death in the steam room or in the shower where the steam pipes come out and just like scald the skin off that girl. I thought that was really fucked up. Yeah, big boobs gets it. Yeah, but I also I asked and I wondered, do you think there's a an unrated version or an X-rated version of this that has like violence put in? It seemed like it was like maybe they kept in that shower scene and there was a lot of stuff where they would cut away and you wouldn't see it. Mm. Like when Karen Black shoves her hand in the uh, garbage disposal. Disposal, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the blood just fucking goes everywhere, but you never saw, like, her hand. You never saw her wrist. Mm-hmm. Well, 90 was a weird time for the MPAA and ratings in general, you know? Because it was, like, after the huge crush of horror through the 80s, they kind of ratcheted down on it for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, by 2000, things had started to open back up, and now it just seems like the Wild West you can do basically whatever i think that's probably as much to do with the advent of streaming and all the different platforms where you can release stuff well yeah. there's there's a there's a definitely a group of people out there that are wanting to see stuff like terrifier 2 and stuff where they really push those boundaries too so i i just assumed that they put they spent like all of the budget on outfits and there was like makeup. a lot of people Hairspray. yeah like yeah like all of the hair makeup all of like the wardrobe and just kind of like lacked the uh, not the imagination, but definitely the budget for the like effects. Right. 
because there was just kind of like some computerized things, but not much, you know. Megan's Wardrobe brought to you by Hot Topic <laughs> by Botany 500. But I really liked there was like a mirror perspective from this, like mm-hmm. where like not Winona is applying makeup. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we should just call her no Nona. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not a writer? God, she could really be Winona Ryder's twin. If like you told me that was in the trivia, I would be like, yeah. I believe it. All right. Let me ask you this. This is I was since you, we talked about the. Uh, the opening and the fact that they were maybe twins or not twins, not sure. Mm-hmm. At the end, when we go back and revisit the past and we see like what sort of happened there, uh-huh. right. it's clearly Nikki and Megan yeah. playing those two characters. Was it not them at the beginning? No, it was, it was two not. Twin sisters. Yeah, it was okay. two twin sisters. Oh man, what if they had Winona? For like, you know, like a one day kind of like filmed that like with, with her at the end. That would have been cool. But um, no, I am, I am, it was Rainbow Harvest and Kristen Datilo. Datilo at the end. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They sort of had but, swapped places with those. those yeah. They, sisters. Cause They'd she, gone back she time. wished it to be everything to go back to where it, what it was. But then okay. I was like, now are you stuck back in 1939? Like, because that's yep. going to suck. When you hear that Unless music you playing, you're like, things. oh my God, they've gone bad. <laughs> uh, we should say this movie is on um, Plex and a few other places. On, like on Tubi. Oh, yeah. you can watch it. Roku, Tubi. But so the Boogeyman is... If you want to watch it. Just on Amazon for rental? Question I think mark? that's all. Yeah, and you have to... It's like $2.00. So, or you can break a mirror and just stare into the broken pieces. Exactly. <laughs> if you're feeling brave. Um, I, I liked Mirror Mirror more than Boogeyman, um, but neither one of them were like, you know, home runs at all. I just think this had more to recommend it. I think both. I, again, I, I would be hard pressed to rate one higher than the other. I'm, and, Say what you will. I think I might rate Boogeyman just slightly higher, just because of I, I like the lighting and like because I think Uli Lamel does have a sense of visual style in the way mm-hmm. that he like moves the camera and like some of the lighting and stuff mm-hmm. really works for me. But I'm a sucker for that low budget horror. You know, it's just like get the fog machine out and put some yeah. bright lights out behind the house and have that sort of spectral rays of light coming out around stuff. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. It, so. it mostly like, I didn't notice that stuff, which is like, um, a good sign. You know, the things I did notice, I liked the creative use of the mirrors in, um, boogeyman. Um, but you know, it just, I don't know. They didn't, didn't strike me as there was some interesting, uh, dolly shots and like tracking shots that I thought were mm-hmm. well done, which for a movie with this kind of budget is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. But uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed the high school drama of uh, <laughs> of Mirror Mirror more. But um, I think part of that was just the cast. It was fun to watch those people having a great time. It's always fun to watch like some kind of high school movie, whether yeah. it's a comedy or like horror, short shorts. Cool. Well, too for you especially because it's like if I'm watching, I can't remember what movie it was. One of the last couple of episodes. 
there was a lot of high school stuff clearly set in the around 80, 82, you know, and so like it was the wave of nostalgia seeing the clothes and the hair and stuff that you that that was the thing when you were in school and yeah. for you this is that era this is like the the 90s was your era me yeah oh yeah this is early 90s though like i was late 90s so like we definitely had different attire but i do appreciate and really love this you know cuz it's like what i saw in the movies you right. know but like yeah like late 90s like i yeah i can really relate to that yeah there's like Jinko more like jeans the faculty Oh my God. Thank you. I never wore those, but <laughs> you know, uh, very thankful for that. Never understood that, but, but to each his own, you know, if you have, oh, a, look, for sure. you have a look, right. I was, I, uh, I had many I looks that I'm not in high school. So you are, I, I leaned that way. I was 100% denim and boots and, and black t-shirts, flannel and black t-shirts. Yes. As I sit here in a black t-shirt, <laughs> Yeah, emotionally stunted. Well, you know, some of us. <laughs> and Marty's got his eyes odd on with the collar turned up. That's right. Got, got all of my product in my hair. He's got like all the moose. Would you wear like a double collar, like pop one? No, mm-hmm. no, not that yeah. preppy. No, okay. I, I, when I say Ugh. preppy, I, I wasn't wearing Lacoste or anything. I wasn't wearing members only. I, I, I hated all that kind of shit. But I would like, you know, I would comb my hair and I would um, wear a, you know, a, a nice shirt. It wasn't until later when I said, fuck all this and just, you know, to return to my t-shirt. Wait, would you, you have a collar and then would you drape your sweatshirt over oh, and wrap it around no. your neck? No. Okay. No. That's cool. No, I made That's fun of Thank people. God you said no. <laughs> no, I made fun of those people. What about parachute pants? Ooh. Uh, no. no, I had pleated no pants. Parachutes? Ooh, wow. Well, okay. They were. I've told you this, Mike. No, I saw the movie um, Chinatown, and I fell in love with that kind of 1940s clothes look. <laughs> That's right. That's so I right. went out and like bought stuff where I could look like a 1940s detective. So that's how I dressed I in high school. So yeah, I love. That. I had the thug look. It was like a defense mechanism. I figured if I looked that way, people would just leave me alone. I would never have to expose what a, a wimp I am inside. <laughs> You're like my bodyguard. You're like uh, just big and scary, and you don't have to do anything. People just stay out of your way. Richard Tyson. No, <laughs> um, my bodyguard, Adam Baldwin. Oh, that's right, Adam Baldwin, animal mother. Richard Tyson was the bad guy in 3 O'Clock High. 3 O'Clock High, sorry. He was Buddy Ravel. Dude, I'm pulling him shit out of the fucking closet right now. <laughs> I love that movie. I did too. It's fucking great. Uh, yeah, what's Phil Genoux. Yeah, Phil Genoux. Um, so speaking I got of, shit in my closet too, bitch. Speaking with <laughs> speaking of people with French sounding names, let's talk about what else we've watched since the last podcast. Um, I have a very short list, but if it's okay with y'all, I'll I'll kick it off. Kick Absolutely. it off. Um, hold on, I'm pulling up my letterbox. Um, so Julie last week um, had uh, or last episode had mentioned a movie called. The something, what is it? The Torture Garden of Dr. Tar, something like that. Dr. Tar's Torture Dungeon. And so, also known as the Mansion of Madness. So I watched (laughs) a portion of that. I could not finish it. It was a little bit, a little bit more than I was down for. But I watched the movie. It's super bizarre. I watched a little independent movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called Avatar, The Way of Water. So um, I watched that. Um, It is long. 
It is beautiful. It is dumb as a bag of hammers. And um, I, I had a good time. It was, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, a screensaver with a little bit of a story attached to it. So, um, <laughs> wow. If you've got something else to do and you can kind of have it on, it is worth having on in the room while you're in the room. But the my favorite thing I watched was a French movie from a guy named um, Quentin Dupuy, um, but it's called Smoking Causes Coughing, and it was great. So uh, cool. really a weird uh, combination of like uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and like uh, anthology horror stories. It was just really, really good, really funny, really, really fucking dark. And I was describing it to people at work, and my manager was like, all right, that, that sounds cool. He watched the trailer, and then he and his wife watched it like like a couple of days after I watched it, and they both were like, "It like as time progressed after watching it, they were like, I think I liked it more than I thought I liked it. And, you know, you kind of keep going back to it in your head, and you're like, that was really cool. And it is one of those movies. In retrospect, it's, it's even better than it was when I first watched it, so... Highly recommend oh. Smoking Causes Coughing. I'm very excited nice. for that. And beyond that, I watched a show on Prime called Swarm, which is uh, kind of a horror story direct, uh, produced by Donald Glover and with some amazing performances. It's about a uh, fan of a, of a pop performer who gets obsessive and murderous um, trying to um, protect this uh, pop star's honor and sort of... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, like if somebody says they don't like them, she'll kill them, and if somebody says, well, you know, she's nothing but an old slut, she'll go kill them. So it's, it's it was it was good. It was interesting. It was about six or seven parts, but um, definitely, definitely worth watching. I think. Nice. That's it. Judy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Didn't mean to startle you. <laughs> um. All right. I saw. Bruce Campbell's game show. Nice. Um, and awesome. a friend Jealous. got it as a birthday present and it was, it was a great present and it was really funny. And then, um, after the game show, they watched evil dead Two, or we did. Oh, wow. And that was a first watch for me. Oh, are you um, serious? That's shocking. I've never seen evil dead one or two. I've still never seen <laughs> evil dead one. Um, I know, I know, I know. It's not something I like to admit often. I I don't, I'm speechless. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Now, I've seen Army of Darkness no less than like 60 times in my life. Like, I love that movie. Um, Yeah, I know. Mike is so shocked right now. Um, So, yeah, it was was really great. Um, Carolina Theater, it's like a historic theater. And these projectors like were like cascading light, and it was really magical experience. Um, a sucker for that, but um, Bruce the entire sharp too. I saw oh, a yeah, he was. Of him before he, he went always stage. does. But dude, I don't know if you saw it, but like he had a fucking suit on. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was great. A badass. And it was awesome because he he like talked about he introed the movie and talked about it, and people asked questions. Um, I can't remember what it was, but someone asked a really stupid question and he was like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I just like continued going, <laughs> you know, and like some guy asked like a uber nerdy question and, and he was like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of thought you put into that, sir. <laughs> like, you know, like, and then he just like kept on going. He just had zingers. He was really funny. Um, 
but he just, you know, talked and it was, it was great to hear. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I loved seeing this movie with a crowd that just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, being an army and darkness fan, it was really cool to see how he originally got the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting for me. Um, when he said groovy, the crowd just went ballistic. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a great experience. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't have waited to see it in a better time or place. So yeah, it sounds like a great yeah. thing. I, I've yeah. only seen Evil Dead two once, and I didn't like okay. it. So it's been one of those Ooh. things I've been like, I should revisit it because I shocking to me. Same thing. I with, highly enjoyed um, it. The with Army of Darkness, I saw it, didn't like it, and then I went back mm-hmm. and watched it and was like, uh, okay, it's pretty good, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I want to give Evil Dead 2 another shot. I definitely don't want to see the new Evil Dead because it just looks terrible to me, personally. The Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, it just looks terrible to me. But it looks scary as shit. Just, it looks like it looks like some straight-up cookie-cutter bullshit to me. Like, just like, oh, this is what's popular now. Let's do it. It's, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me. I will probably watch it when it's on streaming. Just I will. Watch it. I will, for sure. Mike, see, that's a I don't movie. think you will. Uh-huh. Think what you will. I don't think that's will. a movie I want to see in the theater because that people are going to make really good noises and reactions. Because yeah. I bet there's going to be some like just silly jump scares. All right, if you've seen Army of Darkness that many times and then uh-huh. you've only seen Evil Dead Two now, uh-huh. Evil Dead's going to blow your mind. Oh, okay. Because it is a it is not the same thing. It is okay. an animal. It's a different animal, and oh. it is like. I think that's why people Is it less reacted. comedy? That's why I didn't like the second is one. Is it scary? Evil Dead okay. is fucking terrifying. Stephen King, Mike, what did he call it? The most ferociously original horror movie of the year. And that's, uh, Bruce Campbell said that at the yeah. show. Yeah. So he said really that cool. Stephen King was, said he was hiding behind the seat in front of him at Cannes when he watched it. Yeah. Huh. And then so. the second one is like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. And so I was just like... Fuck this movie. I got no time <laughs> for this silliness. Where is my evil dead? Okay. And, and I felt kind of the same thing about uh, Army of Darkness. I just thought it I thought it landed the jokes better. But honestly, I think I was in maybe in college when I saw Evil Dead 2, and I never rewatched it. So it's definitely hmm. one of those that's hanging out there as a thing I'd like to revisit. Interesting. I love I – love, I, I, I like – progressively, I'm less – emphatic about my enthusiasm for the series like i love evil dead i really like evil dead too i army of darkness has a lot of cool stuff about it the scope of it is kind of amazing for yes. what they did and and the jokes are funny and bruce but campbell I do, is awesome bruce campbell's amazing and yeah. he's just such a brilliant physical performer mm-hmm. but and that's on display clearly in all all three movies oh yeah but yeah one is like one is lightning in a bottle where they had so little resources and just everything they did seemed to land and was done as good as it could be done and usually better than it should have had any right to be done because these guys had really very little idea what they were doing. They'd made Super 8 movies. They right. just borrowed a bunch of money from people, went to a cabin in Tennessee and made this thing that became legendary. Right. 
So it it's, literally is the definition of lightning in a bottle. They managed yeah. to do a thing that should not have been possible. I so wish there would be like a uh, like some like awesome documentary about the making of Evil Dead. Oh yeah. You know, like the thing that Marty, the thing that we watched from Dawn of the Dead, where it was the most comprehensive. Right, there, there is an Evil Dead documentary. It's called like um, Hail <laughs> Hail. The, or the Deadites the or something. Yes, yeah, so. hell, something the Deadites, but I don't know. I think that's about the fan base more. That's sort of well, there, that's that, and then there's there is a thing, Evil Dead. Uh, there's one called Invaluable, but that's about Tom Sullivan, the makeup guy. One, mm-hmm. one cool. by one, we will take you the untold saga of the Evil Dead. Okay, a retrospective documentary about the making of the Evil Dead. Then oh. I need to see that. It came out in 2007. It's an hour long. I don't know how that's. I've missed that, it, it, but you know, maybe it just wasn't. I haven't. If I was aware of it at the time, I've forgotten about it. it and now that it's here, write this down. There's a website you can go to y o u t u b e dot com, and it's there. <laughs> See that in its entirety. What is it called? One by one. One by one, we will take you. The Untold Saga of the Evil Dead. I think All I've right. seen this because I think it was on um, a DVD of Evil Dead, and because I have the uh, Book of the Dead version of Evil Dead, yeah, you know that's got like the rubbery skin and stuff on it, and the oh, book cool, of yeah. art and everything. So um, I believe I've watched this. It's good. It's very good. Cool. There's like scenes from the Into the Woods and all that in there. And, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. I've seen some a few clips from that. We watched it. Into the Woods? Yeah, you and I watched it. Okay. I knew I'd seen some of that, at least some of it. We watched it. It's not not great, but definitely there's the, you know, the what would become Evil Dead is clearly in that. The Colonels. Yes. Of brilliance. Julie, we right, have I'm sorry, totally we went, taken over you listing out what you watched um, because I mean, you wowed I, us so much with your Bruce Campbell game show. So um, please continue. I, I enjoyed your tangent. I was interested. That was like a mega tangent. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, okay, another one that I've watched is called Trojan Wars. It's from 1997. I just found this VHS at, uh, at the store, the thrift yeah. store. And it has Jennifer Love Hewitt um, as like a girl next door, but uh, her best friend is the lead, and he's on a mission. Um, you know, he found the girl of his dreams, and uh, he's about to score, but he doesn't have a condom. So it's one of those movies where he's in search of something with no cell phone, and all of like the things happen while he's on this mission, and. Yeah. That's look. That looks cool. Silly. Yeah, it's that's silly. interesting. Yeah. To it's me, like, that was uh, like after hours. Yeah, like after hours. Yeah, with the exactly. Exactly. It's really. I like silly. stuff like that. It's like Quick Change, where they're just trying to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Yes, or like Super Bad, where they're just trying to find some alcohol and go to the party. Yes. You know, like Mick those. Lovin. Yes. Oh. To me, yeah, those dude, were the most. Epic. That director is no joke. He's done a few good things. Oh, cool. Swimming with sharks, um, Mike. Remember that? Oh yeah. He directed that. Yeah, that was the, the thing he did before Trojan War. That was like the most fun times during high school. Is just trying to find, you know, like score, like 
some drugs or some alcohol and like, you know, get to the party or, or whatever, you know? So, um, okay. Uh, another movie that I saw that knocked my socks off mm-hmm. was Times Square from 1980. Okay. And, uh, it Susan was, Seidelman? I'm not sure. Um, no, she's smithereens, I think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, this is like one of the best movies that I've seen this year. Uh, it has like friendship goals to the extreme. The soundtrack was just stellar. And the um, New York City locations were awesome. Like if you told me that they spent like 85% of the budget on music usage rights and right. locations, I'd be like, yeah, that seems accurate. And that's got um, Tim, Tim Curry in it? Yep, yep. Okay, all right. And the punk fashion was just like evolving throughout the movie, and it was incredible. Uh, I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. Um, they had like a Weird Wednesday, and Skip from AV Geeks, who's on YouTube, um, gave like an awesome intro. Cool. And yeah, it was just, it was a great movie. I was blown away. Wow, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, Everyone seek that movie out. It it was like so heartfelt and fun. Yeah, um, I liked oh, it. He, the director also did Empire Records and Pump Up the Volume. Yes, oh, wow. he loves music for sure. And the gun in Betty Lou's handbag, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time ago. Very that's cool. a good movie. Seems actually. like I remember that one. Three ninety nine um, on Prime. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, last movie, uh, The Damager. Uh, I was really excited because that, that I just found... sounds like a Julie movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's one of those Wu-Tang tapes, and uh, I just found a couple more at the thrift store the other day that I don't have, so it was, I mean, that was gold to me. Um, this is from 1973. It's that type of, like, kung fu that you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, and is it 23 minutes long? No. Because the it, one I found is 23 minutes long. Um, that doesn't no, mean it's, it's the only one. It's longer than that. Okay. That's um, what she said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's about a killer acupuncturist. It's Oh, it's wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, um, I didn't understand half of what was happening, but I also understood everything that was happening, you know, just just like most of those, just like super bizarro, like great kung fu, you know. It's very enjoyable. That says it all right there. Yeah, I can't find <laughs> it on IMDb, so um, <laughs> it may have an alternate title that it's not showing. I'm um, sure oh, it must sure it does. Do. Yeah. Probably um, something in written in kanji or something. Oh, I found it. It's, I yeah, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Um yeah, that's that's all I got. Oh, it's Zongku Zenjui. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I see it. I was trying to see if I recognized any of the actors. I don't. Yeah, like I was I, uh watching the MST three K channel on Roku and um they had one of the master ninjas on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember that Shokasugi showed up in that. Oh. Really? Yeah, he was like the villain. That uh, Lee Van Cleef had to fight. So yeah, I don't remember that at all. It he was, plays a great villain. It, but it but was Blind Fury. Terrible. I loved it. <laughs> the the Master Ninja stuff is bad. It's really bad. Oh, got yeah. the Satanic mechanic in there throwing lefts and right. <laughs> yes. 
All right. So as far as I haven't, I don't have many. Um, and I think I had to duck out on our last recording before we did the, Oh yeah. What have we been watching? I think you did. Cause I, I thought you watched, did yours and then left. Did you not? No, the only no. thing, I, I don't think so. You're um, like, I gotta go. Yeah. Cause the only thing I had was transfers. Oh, okay. Okay. We'd gone back and rewatched Trancers. And was man, that after, was, after you watched was, the car wash? Because the, it was you were like, after car wash and FM. Well, yeah. Was it because he was in car wash? He made that cameo and you were like, oh, I got to no. see Trancers again. No, it was not that. Thomerson in my life. <laughs> always, always. But I, it was better than I remembered it. Yeah. And I, it really and I remembered rules. it. I remembered it fondly, but it was better than I remembered it. That's a solid there's like so many movie. sequels too. It is, yeah. There's many sequels, but Was I mean, they like did six? so much sort of world building very effectively for mm-hmm. like no money. So, yeah. which I mean, that's the band way. Uh, all right, Child's so after band. Mutant and Sweet Sixteen, our last uh, episode foray. Uh, watched Dress to Kill on 4K, which Ooh. looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I bet. And it had been a long, long time since I'd seen it. I'd seen a lot of other De Palma stuff since then, but I had not revisited Dress to Kill in a long Wait, time. And what's that? Michael Caine and uh, the chick from RoboCop. Nancy. Yes, Nancy Allen. Yeah. And Angie Dickinson is in it, and Keith jo- uh, Keith Gordon from uh, Christine. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Is in it. As like this sort of nerdy kid who makes inventions, and uh, yeah. it's very weird. Um, and we watched uh, Dylan and I watched Inside the new movie with uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Oh, how was that? And uh, it was really interesting. And it was it's a one man show. It's sort of if you take like what uh, Tom Hanks did in uh, Castaway. Okay. It's kind of a similar vibe to that because it's just him in one location, one one apartment. He's trapped in this apartment. Is it just one apartment or is it a one apartment building? It is one apartment. Oh, okay. Because oh. I saw him in what it looked like a variety of locations. And I assumed it was within a building, but I didn't realize it was. It's within that apartment. It's a big apartment. It's a rich person's apartment. And so there's <laughs> a lot of – I mean, there is. It's a huge like loft apartment okay. kind of – with like an incredible view. And so it's, there's a weird juxtaposition of him being sort of imprisoned in this ostensibly beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And then the sort of horror of the things that start to happen to him because the, I don't, I don't know how much I should divulge because I don't want to like, yeah, don't spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's nothing. I mean, it's not like, Oh my God! Rush out and see this, but I think if you watch it, you're going to find it interesting. And there's the the um, the shot composition and the cinematography is all really really pretty. Even the ugly stuff looks pretty, if that makes sense. It's yeah. like really beautifully shot. I thought. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. That's what I got. It's a good cool, list. Cool. So, Mike, you know the little boy in um, in. Um, the movie that gets like hit, gets killed it's trapped in the mirror the one that keeps like jumping out and going boo yeah, yeah. boogeyman I, th- I thought he looked like young Scott Aukerman did you <laughs> I didn't make the connection I didn't that it struck you to me I was like look at little Scotty Ox over there doing his best so Scotty <laughs> you remember he was like sitting there eating out of the ice cream carton yeah wearing, watching TV wearing red pants and I was like 
that is some shit I wore when I was that old. Was yes, it was. Tough skins from Sears. Bright, but I had red. I remember having red corduroys and purple red cor- corduroys. Oh, yeah. and, and just like thinking they were awesome. You start running and you just hear like zig 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 zig. All of a sudden there's a fire burning and you're like, that's right. Inside of your thighs. Um, well, Julie, that was uh, that was an interesting couple of movies you picked. Um, we uh, we earlier before we started recording, Julie was like running us through our stats as far as like listening, uh, who's out there, how many people are tuning in, and um, it sounds like there's a bunch of y'all out there. But it's strange we've not heard from you. Take your uh, take a minute and um, send us a note. You can write to us at flickersfrom at yahoo.com or flickersfrom at gmail.com. You, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook. Talk to us on Instagram, Slasher, Letterboxd, and YouTube at Flickers from the Cave. Yeah, you can also find us over on Twitter, um, the home of Elon Musk, um, where we are at Ugh. Cave Walls. Um, so I think it's Mike who's up next. So Mike, is that right, or am I up next? No, it's you, Marty. You are. Oh, you are. Shit, y'all are fucked. <laughs> we know. I'm about to bring the pain. <laughs> Maybe literally. We'll have to see. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. So, um, I, if you guys could just give me a minute, though, I need to run in the other room. I need to check my hair in the mirror. Ghosts do not exist. And nosebleeds happen every day. Charlene is going to be fine, unfortunately. I felt something. Like I or someone or something was controlling it, making it happen. Mm, I felt something, too. Like projectile vomiting. I was trying to eat my lunch. That's not what I meant. No, you know, I believe you, though, Megan. I do. Why don't we try it out? Why don't you try to make something happen right now? Like turning yourself into a normal person. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Ron! I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm getting chicken pox. I, I, I'm, I'm out of here. I'll be right back. I, I, I told you, she is whacked. She thinks that she's like a, a lead in a horror flick or something. Say it's goodbye. Bye, Megan. You call me when she leaves, okay? I'll come okay. right back. Okay? I'll come right back if you call me. <laughs> Bye.